A warm welcome to this new edition of ANO Podcast. Whilst our energy and support for our clients are still focused on the COVID-19 situation, other important developments unfold and require attention. So the topic of today's podcast is different from previous podcasts this firm has produced since the beginning of the outbreak. It isn't directly related to, nor has it arisen from the unprecedented pandemic crisis. Today's topic foreshadows another promising development of the versatile Luxembourg legal toolbox and aims at enhancing the attractiveness of Luxembourg as a go-to jurisdiction for structuring financial transactions. On 22nd April this year, and less than 18 months after the beginning of the legislative process, which powerfully demonstrates the efficacy of our legal ecosystem, the Luxembourg government introduced a new bill of law concerning professional payment guarantees. This bill is designed to introduce into local law a new guarantee instrument in the form of a personal guarantee of payment in a professional context. Building on the success of the 2005 Act on Financial Credit Arrangements, the bill purports to enlarge materially the scope of the contractual freedom for personal guarantees. And just by way of reminder, as probably you know, personal guarantees are generally used to transfer risks in respect of on-balance sheet transactions like securitization, to support refinancings or new money credits like the operations that are sponsored by the European Investment Bank and the European Investment Fund to finance SMEs, so small and medium enterprises. Or lastly, to structure large industrial or commercial group financing supported by a personal parent company guarantee. It is undoubted that personal guarantees have become a remarkable tool for risk management and risk transfer purposes and are recognized as such from a regulatory perspective for credit risk weighting purposes under CRR, so the Capital Risk Regulation. I think it's important also to note, at least to mention at this stage, that senior representatives of the EIB and the EIS legal divisions played together with the ABBL, which is the Luxembourg Bankers Association, with the support of, amongst other, Elenovri in Luxembourg, a cardinal role in the design, the preparation and the drafting of the bill. So what is the, the rationale of this new instrument? And perhaps let's dwell on this for a couple of minutes. And what are the issues uh, which we are facing to date in that space? As you probably know, traditionally, legal practitioners have the choice between the personal guarantee, which is embedded in the Luxembourg Civil Code, and which takes typically the form of a suretyship on the one hand, and the autonomous guarantee, which is a legal construct that was developed in the early 90s by practice and is now largely recognized by dominant case law on the other hand. However, and it's important to note that both concepts have their limits and they come with a fair amount of legal uncertainty. Firstly, with regards to the autonomous guarantee, 
its rigor and its constraints do not always go well with the flexibility needed for commercial transactions. And again, by way of reminder, as you probably know, under an autonomous guarantee, it is impossible to refer to the underlying contextual arrangement to determine first the amount to be guaranteed and second the duration of the autonomous guarantee. As regards the third issue, which is the second guarantee I was referring to, its intrinsic nature, which is accessory, makes it subject to the existence and the validity of the guaranteed debt. This feature limits significantly its usefulness in complex financial transactions where the guaranteed amount may fluctuate or where the guarantee may not be dependent upon the performance of the underlying contractual arrangements. And it's conscious of these obstacles that practitioners have devised what we call hybrid guarantee instruments, thereby navigating the constraints of both types of guarantees. But in doing so, they also increase the risk of a requalification of the instrument, mostly into ships which currently poses a problem and which is not uh, the intention of the parties. It is against that backdrop that Bill creates a new category of guarantee under Luxembourg law that will, and this is an important point to note, come to life next to and independently of the existing two guarantee regimes. So in other words, the contracting parties may continue to select a certainship or an autonomous guarantee, but they may as well opt for the new professional payment guarantee. To discuss this new instrument in more detail, I'm joined by my colleague François-Guillaume de Lidekerke, counsel in our banking practice. And François has the benefit of a wide experience in personal guarantee matters with which he is dealing on a daily basis. So François, turning to you, could you just explain in, in more detail how the bill defines a professional guarantee of payments and what are the conditions to be met in order to benefit from this new regime? Uh, sure, Henry. Thank you for the kind introduction. Uh, according to the bill, a professional guarantee of payments is defined as being any undertaking person to which a person, the guarantor, undertakes towards another person, the beneficiary, to pay upon the amount of that beneficiary an amount of money determined person to the terms agreed between the guarantor and the beneficiary in connection with one or more receivables or the risk associated with such receivables. Person to the bill, in order to qualify as a professional guarantee of payment, three cumulative conditions need to be met. First of all, an express reference must be made to this new regime in the professional guarantee of payment. And we, at Allen and Overy, would recommend to state explicitly in the guarantee agreement that the professional guarantee of payment is governed by Luxembourg law and is subject to the act on the professional guarantee of payment. Secondly, the professional guarantee of payment must be evidence in writing, it being noted that such writing may be in electronic form or on other durable media. It is worth noting that in commercial matters, production of evidence is free, in the sense that an interested party 
can prove consent by any means deemed acceptable by a Luxembourg court. And thirdly, the guarantor cannot be a natural person, person physical. This is to ensure that natural persons continue to benefit from all the protection embedded in the Luxembourg Civil Code. Thanks, Francois. That's interesting. And um, I remember when we participated in, in the drafting of the bill, um, that's one of the topics we discussed was the application of the new instruments to natural persons or not. And finally, we concluded in the working group that it was important uh, to exclude natural persons because of the protection they deserve under Luxembourg civil code rules and that it was important to limit this instrument in a professional context. Um, so, Francois, in, in order to sort of fully appreciate the contours of this new regime, could you please also explain how this new instrument departs from the autonomous guarantee and the certiorship I was referring to earlier? Uh, sure. As a key difference from the regime of autonomous guarantee, the bill expressly provides that the purpose and terms of the professional guarantee of payment, and in particular the amount of the guarantor's payment obligation under the guarantee, may be freely contractually agreed by the parties. As a result, the party may expressly refer to the guaranteed underlying claims or risk for the determination of the amount, terms, and duration of the professional guarantee of payment and this without triggering direct characterization risk affecting the autonomous guarantee. Also, the parties will be free to agree on the guarantee code trigger, which will enable the parties to agree on the possibility for the guarantee to be called before the underlying debt is due. This is really an important tool in the context of risk mitigating measure under the CRR framework, for example. As we can see, this key difference with the regime of autonomous guarantee will result in the professional guarantee of payments to be considered as being much more attractive than the autonomous guarantee. Conversely, the bill expressly provides that the provision of the Luxembourg Civil Code relating to certiorship may not impede the application of the terms of the professional guarantee of payments agreed between the parties. In particular, the bill offers increased flexibility to the parties by allowing the parties to agree, first of all, on whether the guarantor shall or shall not be able to raise any exception arising from the guaranteed receivables of risk. Secondly, on whether the guarantor after payment under the guarantee shall or shall not have a recourse against the underlying debtor. And shall or shall not be subrogated in the rights of the beneficiaries in respect of the guaranteed receivables to the extent of the amount paid by the guarantor. And thirdly, on whether the guarantor shall or shall not remain liable to the beneficiary for the full amount of its obligation under the professional guarantee of payment, even if the underlying debtor of the guaranteed receivables is subject to a reorganization measure a liquidation procedure, or any other national or international competition situation, including in situation where the underlying debt would be reduced or would be subject to a monetary conversion. And of course, this protection would particularly be important for the management of risk credits and for the predictability of guarantee outcome. 
As we can see, this new regime is really intended to offer the best of both worlds, contractual flexibility and legal certainty. That's interesting, but it may sound a bit a bit complex because it dwells into the sort of legal technicalities of both instruments. But I think what is important to note is that the overarching principle for this new instrument is the contractual freedom, which means that the legislator has really put at the core of this new guarantee the possibility for the contracting parties to govern their relationship. And as you say, we can take the best of both worlds by cherry picking the favorable elements from a surety ship and taking out the favorable elements of an autonomous guarantee. So in a sense, you can say this is really a lawyer's paradise going forward. There's another interesting parallel, which I think we, we can sort of note is in Luxembourg, we have the Act of 2005 I was referring to at the outset, which is widely seen as a very attractive instrument for Luxembourg in terms of structuring security interests. Do you see any commonalities between both regimes, uh, François? Yes, there are similarities indeed. There are in particular two similarities, as the bill provides that, first of all, the parties have full contractual freedom to agree on the guarantee call trigger. Indeed, the bill expressly provides that the provisional guarantee of payment may be called upon the occurrence of any circumstances or events which have been contractually agreed by the parties, including in circumstances where there is no breach of performance under the guaranteed receivables, or where the debt has not matured or become payable, or where the guaranteed risk have not materialized. And secondly, as for security interests governed by the Correct Act 2005, the bill expressly recognizes the role of the security agent or the security trustee for the granting of the professional guarantee of payment. As a result, the professional guarantee of payment may be granted in favor of a person acting on behalf of beneficiaries of the professional guarantee of payment to guarantee receivables of those third parties beneficiaries, present or future, provided that such third party beneficiaries are determined or ascertainable. The bill further clarifies that the person acting on behalf of beneficiaries of the partial guarantee of payment have the same rights as those of the direct beneficiaries of the partial guarantee of payment, without prejudice, of course, to their obligations toward those third parties benefiting from the professional guarantee of payments. So in conclusion, I think we can say that this new regime will provide increased flexibility and legal certainty for the parties in structuring of the personal guarantees, including in the context of sophisticated financial transactions or restructurings. Equally important, this new regime will also benefit to the professional borrowers by offering them access to credits, which may be viewed as a welcome development the aftermath of this uh, COVID-19 situation. Many thanks, uh, Francois. That was extremely clear. Perhaps a, a last comment on my side is that this instrument can be used also by non-Luxembourg parties. So while it needs to be governed by Luxembourg law, there's no reason why two foreign parties 
would select a Luxembourg uh, personal guarantee once the bill has been adopted and become law. So that's I think it's important and it's it's a message which Luxembourg sends to the world. As you will appreciate, this personal payment guarantee is a fantastic novelty that is susceptible of becoming a landmark instrument when it comes to structuring the guarantee piece of financial transactions. We at Elenovri will assist clients in devising such guarantees and we will help to set the highest industry standards. But we will need you and your support to spread the good news and become the ambassadors of this remarkable new instrument. And I will conclude with, with that message to say that we will need the combined efforts of all the stakeholders in Luxembourg to make this instrument a success. But I'm, I'm pretty confident that we will achieve that. So thanks again for listening to this podcast and continue to watch this space as there's more to come. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.